So last time me and Steve spoke, the UK was doing pretty bad to say the absolute least. And today we talk a few weeks later slash months and it's doing even worse. We have over half a million people on strike. The UK economy predicted to perform worse than Russia. We have the ULES expansion causing much tyranny as 200,000 drivers are going to start paying massive fines in the future with the expansion across London, Austria and Hungary are not giving weapons to Ukraine now. Putin's pushing hard. And even worse, we got an energy crisis and one of the top UK energy importers or exporters, the energy we get is threatening to cut it off. So Steve, what's going on? <laughs> well, I, I thought we did really well the first time before you pressed the, uh, forgot to press the record button, Rory. So uh, I'm going to have to repeat, try and repeat what I said. Yeah. But <laughs> This is all great. Um, uh, okay, so <clears throat> where were we? Um, yeah, things were pretty bad. Um, and like I said to you, what I've been concerned about is, you know, not only the macroeconomic situation, but the situation in regard to, um, you know, wh- where where are people's minds? Uh, it worries me that all this doom and gloom is making people feel more fearful. Uh, and what, you know... W- People are easier to control when they're in fear. That's the old adage, isn't it? That's what that's what they feel. That's what they say. Um, contentment is is uh, is uh, wealth. Okay, which is an interesting concept. Luxury is debt. Contentment is wealth. So luxuries are constantly accruing. And if you look at people with, you know, the most luxurious lifestyles, they're often the ones with the greatest debt. Whereas you can find people just content, you know, with their lives. And I think there's something envious about that contentment and um you know we were we were discussing earlier on about success what is success and i was saying you know um i think it's important because success undermines the desire for success seems to undermine everything we do in a capitalist culture um it's all about accrual uh you know gaining as much as you can uh having the bigger house always moving up always doing better always trying to striving you know it's the rat race constantly striving and i'm wondering whether there hasn't been a little shift in that and people are beginning to think you know um really do i need to do this when you when you go to a place like france and italy okay where the lifestyles are a little bit easier there's that manana attitude people don't strive so much i think there's a higher level of contentment and happiness and joy i I agree with you in respects however in aspects i mean i'm not a big fan of france to be honest i've got a bit of a (laughs) <laughs> subtle hatred for the French. Okay. No, no offense for French people, but like <laughs> I went there. I went to France the other the other month or the other month. It's like four or five months ago. Yeah. And wait, sorry, I thought there's a flickered. And I, I was looking for a cafe like to eat. We couldn't find a whole place. We went for hours looking for one place really? because it was like two <clears throat> in the morning. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, not but, at yeah, night, but, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, two, two o'clock in at night. So two, uh, during the day, mm. two o'clock in the day, or two yeah. Or, Really? Yeah, because they just shut sleeping. And yeah, I think there's aspects where it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, mentally it must be good. But at a certain point, it's like, you know, how is an economy really going to operate? And how is, like, if, for instance, if I was a business owner and I was hiring people, I wouldn't want them to sleep 
<laughs> well, you're you're making a a big um, uh, sort of generalisation of the French that they. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think the Mediterraneans have a different attitude because the weather. You know, it's 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 very hot. Uh, you know, during the summer months and and uh, they they have their siestas and 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 there is there is a lifestyle choice that they have. I remember when I first did my MBA, um, someone gave us this uh, essay to read, and it was um, it always stuck in my mind and. I'll just try and um, pracy it here and give you a little quick example. And it, 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 the story is about um, an American uh, millionaire who's gone to Italy and he's he's watching what's going on in the little pretty village that he's holidaying in. And he sees this guy get up and he goes out on his boat in his boat, and he then sees him come back later on with his with his fish. Fish. He sells his fish on the side. Then he doesn't see him until the afternoon or evening, and he sees the same guy walking with his wife, enjoying the day and wow. the evening and he, he says to the guy he says you know you seem a you seem a, a, a an interesting chap and he said i see you work very hard you you go out in the morning you catch a fish and he said why don't you you know if you if you have a little bit of investment maybe buy a couple boats and and then you can do some more fishing and you can catch more fishing employ more people and then then you get a fleet of boats and then you could catch more fish and then you know and then you could um you could you could really build an empire of you know making all this money and uh and he said and and then what would i do and he said well you know then then you can then you can retire early and he said and what will i do then he said you can go out in the morning fishing and you can come back and have a rest and in the evening you can go <laughs> <laughs> walk with your wife you know so um it was really interesting it was mm. like you know what are we striving for um you know recently i've i've started looking at wanting a quieter simpler life it may be that i'm getting older but you know i'm i'm dreaming of of having you know somewhere in the country you know like uh like a farm you know clarkson's farm not quite no, as nice. <laughs> get that lovely wood there. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i'm kind of like you know um feeling 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 a primitive primitive moving back and i think a lot of people are feeling that and I think that might be what's happening. I think there's there's this general consensus that what are we striving for? Why are we working so hard? Um, money, as we know, is worthless. Uh, the money in our pockets really has got no value at all. Babylonian money magic. Uh, Babylonian money magic, exactly. Um, did you watch the video um, with Dellen Pohl, Dellen Pohl and Ed Dowd? Did I send that to you? No, but I, I do know Dellen Pohl. He's a bit... <laughs> Well, he's a bit too far gone for me to be honest is he yeah. is he yeah. all right okay but he had a very interesting <laughs> interview with a guy called ed dowd i highly recommend um maybe you can put some links to it um it's very very interesting what they say about what's happening and the whole genesis of where we've come from and where we're going you know a lot of the the money making plans the, the way that we're being forced to make money uh, that money is really in order for us to pay tax um I bumped into a lady who described herself as an avowed feminist and, uh, you know, very aggressive, very feminist. And I said, well, you are aware that the whole feminist movement was started by the CIA. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you watched the video again with um, Aaron Rousseau, uh, which I've referred to on several occasions. Oh, shit. I don't... Yeah. I've, I've, uh, you got to watch it. Aaron Rousseau talks about his, his relationship with one of the Rockefellers. And the Rock, you know, they, they explain about how... It's all about making money, trying to make the economy as, as profitable as possible because they reap the benefits from it. The banks will make money. You know, it's it's a money making um, machine and it, it's they that benefit from it. And he was saying that it was um, the CIA who started the whole feminist movement because what they wanted to do was to break up the family. You know, if there were two people making an income, there was more <coughs> money to tax but i think there's a di there's feminists is a broad term there's third ways fourth wave so old feminists are more traditional equal rights but then feminists now it's like wear nothing 
and oh, no you, responsibility. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, but I, I think the whole concept of feminism is is that women are equal to men on every level um, and that they can take on men, you know, doing exactly the same jobs. I, I have no issue with seeing women as equal, but, you know, when we start... I've got friends of mine who've, who are in the Navy, and, for example, they talk about how when the, when women started coming on board the ship... Um, you know, they welcomed it. They wanted to to be part of this kind of progressive thinking. But then, when it came to things like uh, firefighting, for example, um, you've got to carry hoses, which are really heavy. You've got mm. a lot of upper body strength that's required, and women couldn't do it. So all of a sudden, where you've got a normal complement of men on a ship who could fight a fire, now you had half who couldn't, who couldn't fight that fire. So you had the men having to do far more work because the women physically couldn't do it well, and so there is there is this aspect of of we've got to you know be a bit careful that we don't cross the boundaries you know transgenderism and all that as we all know i mean i think it is a real thing but I, I, I think transgenderism is a real thing and people do suffer with it but there's a difference between that and you know a six perversion <coughs> what do you mean perversion you know being a being just like desiring it because your own sexual needs <coughs> require you to dress as a woman you know but, I but there's, a, there's a big difference between you know being a 21 year old feeling like you're in the wrong body and being a six-year-old who says they're non-binary i think that, uh, oh, but there's a whole landscape like I, I agree with you in the sense that nowadays you know you have 12 year olds who watch tiktok videos and think they're non-binary you have a thousand percent increase you have ten thousand percent increase in referrals in the nhs i think that's social contagion but Transgenderism, transgenderism is a real thing. I think it's important not to lob all transgender people in the same box because a lot of, you know, adults who do just generally feel like they're part of the wrong body, and there's also <coughs> another subset who think, you know, that they're just on the trend. Mm. I, I I totally understand that there are people you know who genetically uh, have issues X X X Y chromosome X Y Y chromosomes, and you've got you know various issues and 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 um, uh, um, traits like that. <clears throat> what what I'm what I'm concerned about is the fact that you've got. I heard a story about an eight year old child who, in the old days, would have been regarded as a tomboy, a little mm. a young girl. Okay, um, and funnily enough, uh, the lady who told a friend this story said that when she was younger, she was a little girl, she enjoyed playing with boys' toys and, you know, was, was a tomboy, you know, climbed trees, did all the things that girls weren't meant to do, but she enjoyed doing that. And she was talking to a mother whose daughter, she appeared to have the same traits, you know, enjoyed doing those things, but had convinced the daughter that she was actually a boy. Oh. Okay, and so this child, because of this kind of um, uh, thinking, uh, which I believe is twisted, um, the child was then convinced to go through hormone replacement or wow. whatever whatever the therapies i don't know what it is uh, the therapy that they um trans transitioning sort of thing mm. you know this is kind of a young child and uh they were getting counseling for this and 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 this woman that's right she she works in a i don't want to give too much detail so i don't really want to bring her up on it, but she she works in a place where she trains children to do some, some skills okay and this lady the lady the mother said look um i want you to be aware my daughter is is uh you know she first asked what her what her pronouns were and all this kind of stuff and she said i no she said i, I don't do that you know i don't do that mm. kind of stuff and so she said well i just want you to before we start i want you to make an announcement about my daughter and, and tell tell everybody about my daughter and this lady said i'm here to teach this I'm not here to sp to spread and try and propagate this. Okay, mm. you bring your daughter here. I'll teach her what she needs to learn. I'm not getting involved in that. But basically, this woman was almost bullying her child 
because she wants to be the, seen as the progressive parent. Well, now, I, I'm not saying... I, I really sympathise with people who are struggling with a, a gender identity. Mm. I really do. Um, I think it's a lot more common than we, than we realise. But, you know, from what I'm seeing... Um, you know, there's another side to it as well. Mm. Um, you know, there's a, a slightly <laughs> perverse side to it. You know, drag queens and 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 um, yeah. transvestites and all this kind of stuff who, you know, are, are doing this from a sexual point of view. <clears throat> and there was that situation about the transgender uh, rapist who was then sent. Yeah. To, he was then sent to a woman's prison. And, and that was the whole controversy with the gender bill that means that that's easier to do. Yeah. It's like a 16-year-old could transition in three months. And then you could have men go, and obviously this won't be common, but let's say there's a creep yeah. who f- who's a weird and really into a certain girl, but she rejects him constantly. Like, through this new law, you need zero diagnosis, three months, boom, your official gender's changed, yeah. and you can go in the opposite sex change rooms. And what's to say that, you know, that a boy who's an absolute creep does that? This isn't anything to do with transgenderism. Yeah. This is to do with keeping freaks from women's spaces. Yeah. And it's ironic how there's also, there's this, there's this um, line drawing now between feminists who, you know, who just want equal rights, safe spaces for women, sexual assaults on the rise, and also people who believe in inclusivity. But it's like, hang on, if you believe in inclusivity, what is it? Is it protecting women or is it risking their lives for inclusivity? But what about their inclusivity? You know, uh, Absolutely, absolutely. <coughs> and, and, and this is, you see, what's just draw, what's just came to my mind while you were talking is that we are being bombarded with so much um, uh, crazy information, um, wrong thinking. And all of us who are, you know, relatively normal and straightforward are really struggling to cope with, you know, uh, information coming out of left field and confusing us. And what that does, it reduces our morale. Uh, And I think that could be one of the situations in the country at the moment. People just don't know. And the number of people... I speak to who are actually fed up to their back teeth with government. Mm. I'm not saying Labour or, or Conservatives or Liberal. I'm just saying government as a whole. And, and everybody's scratching their heads trying to work out what's going on in the world. We, we've got you know, this transgenderism. We've <coughs> got you know, rampant um, uh, feminism. Uh, we've got um, you know, a whole lot of um, issues that we never really seemed to have when I was... A young man growing up you know things mm. have got so much complicated but do you complicated. think do you think that some of these are decoys away from nitty-gritty issues like how are you going to pay rent how are you going you know what i mean like right now we have a half a million people on strike I, I think i think on the whole there is a serious problem with the structure of our society and that is that stems from the banking culture okay Everything at the moment is about trying to make as much money as you can. Have you noticed that? It, it, it's just gone... It, the level of greed has gone through the roof, okay? Uh, do you I, think that's how, in some sense, that's how society operates? Because not everyone can do what they want. Because then how, how does society work if everyone's doing what they want? Um, well... Exactly, can't it can't, so, and 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 I'm going to use the word decadence. You know, it was the fall of the Roman Empire was very similar to what we're experiencing now. Mm. We've spoken about this before, and what we're experiencing is the collapse of this society, of our society. It is peaked, um, and and you know they they were drawing an al- a, a comparisons with the Roman Empire, where um, you know for example chefs were paid huge amounts of money, sports people were paid huge amounts of money, and and, and the similarities between what happened then and what happened happen now are remarkably similar and people just became uh 
you know, given that we have be, we are probably the wealthiest we have ever ever been. I mean, poverty is almost a thing of the past now. Okay, given that we are wealthy, <coughs> I mean, and, uh, and yet since lockdowns have been a massive spike in world hunger. But, yeah, but but mm. but what I'm saying, generally speaking, yeah. you know, we don't see that. You know, like I growing up, I knew kids that really were hungry. You know, um, we don't have that anymore. I mean. I know I know what you mean extreme poverty like you can be poor and still have a TV and a phone I know what you're saying <clears throat> that's true the standard of poverty has definitely changed but there are like millions of people going to food banks there's like 40% of all I think uh, post office workers maybe go to food banks like there are yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that there's... Po- but it's not... It's relative poverty, mm. okay? It's not grinding poverty where right. you can't even get a piece of bread. Okay, I mean, mm. people can get food. They can they can feed themselves. And yes, I'm sorry, it is food banks. I, I, I'm, mm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to belittle it. Um, but what, what I was trying to say was that, um, you know, um, this, this poverty... Um, I forgot my train of thought now. Sorry, uh, I was going to make a point about that. But but the the, the poverty that we're exp- because there isn't any poverty. That's what I was going to say. Isn't it amazing that we've got this much wealth, general wealth? Okay, um, I've never seen so many new cars on the road. Uh, everybody seems to be driving big SUVs. You know, um, I've got an old one. Um, but you know, there's this. There's, there seems to be this huge amount of wealth. Yet we are in the middle of a mental health crisis you know there are more people suffering from anxiety and depression than there's ever been and i really think that you know there is a societal collapse happening that's being aggravated by mismanagement of the economy by twisted um uh narcissistic psychopaths (laughs) (laughs) who 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 pretend that they're politicians uh, and we can see that Everything's been covered up. We know it is, and um, I think this is this is the reason society is collapsing. <clears throat> I think the number of people I speak to, I think we are very close to a revolution in Britain. Wow! I'm not I'm not calling it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think this is just my my you know my belief. Uh, the the way I'm thinking at the moment is that it looks like it. We're 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 a matter of weeks, months, maybe maybe years away from a full-blown revolution and i'm hoping it's not going to be a violent uh, revolution i think it's going to be a revolution of apathy i think people are just going to pull back and just stop doing things which is what we're seeing almost at the moment now these strikes you know um, they're striking for more money <laughs> which is which is kind of crazy you know i mean how yeah, but how would you feed your family if well, you it, well it's partly to do with the hat with the with the price rises now you know how were they going to finance the lockdowns? How do, how do you think when people were were given that um, uh, what was it called Stimulus. Fur- furloughs yeah, when they furloughs. were furloughed? Okay, when the majority of the country was sitting at home because of these spurious lockdowns, all those people who were furloughed for this spurious reason, what has happened is that the government has had to to fill the coffers because they were handing out money. Okay, the mm. government were paying people to stay at home. All right. So so how do you think they were going to fill the coffers? One, they were going to raise prices on the things that they tax. So fuel has gone up. VAT, if you push the prices up of everything, the government makes money. Think about it. If the prices go up and they've got tax the VAT, <coughs> they've got taxes on everything, that's how they start ref- and that's what they've always inflated their way out of problems. Inflation is another thing. So that's the way they've they've got out of monetary problems by inflation. Um, so 
It's not just that. It is the fact that we have a government that it appears has lied through its teeth. What do you think the solution right now is to the striking? Like what, what, what's the solution to five, half a million people on strike? 50 teachers? million people on strike. That's Fifth. the solution. 50 million, Fifth. 60 million, whatever the population well, of working chess. population. Well, I haven't seen any chess. Uh, no, because people will still, people will still be able to, to, to um, you know, uh, uh, you know there are there are certain services that need to need to be maintained. So not everyone. I, I'm, well, I, I think I think that care, the people in the caring professions will continue to care, but the rest of us need to strike where you can. So a general do you, strike. Do you disagree with NHS strikes? Uh, not really. I don't disagree. I think you know if if I'm running a, an ITU ward where I've got people lying there you know close to death or in a in a um, in a, in a ventilator, uh, I really wouldn't want them going on strike. Mm. <laughs> so I think you know there there are people that you know there are, there are people who can go on strike. And actually, when I drove past um, one of the hospital Charing Cross Hospital a little while ago, there were some children standing there saying, "We're representing our mum wow. who can't, who's an ITU nurse, and they can't be on strike." Okay, and I took Damn. my hat off to that. I thought, "Wow!" And the That's children, powerful. the children were standing there saying, "We're representing our mum. She can't be on strike, wow. but we're standing here for her." So I think there has to be. I look. You know my thoughts on this. I think there needs to be a root and branch change in the way that government and the way the banks and the way the system is run. Which anarchy, right? I'm not uh, anarchy to an extent. I, I think. I think. Um, what What I'm looking at is anarchy and also localized governance. So going back to the shires, going back to small local communities that run themselves. In, in actual fact, that's how society's lived for longer than we've mm. been civilised, actually. There's a thing called cantonal governance, which Correct. is, yeah, which is, you know, small government, your city decides tax laws, your city is the one actually controlling things, not bureaucrats in Westminster passing laws when they don't even know where, they can't even point to your place on Correct. the map let alone pass tax rates. Uh, do you know which country operates that Switzerland. way? Switzerland. There you go. Yeah. CH, CH, Canton Helvetica. Uh, the, Swiss, the Swiss the Swiss are run on Canton, uh, a Canton basis, and you run it uh, you know, on a local local basis. You make your own rules, you decide what you want to do, and you do it on a local basis, and I, I'm, I'm really in favour of that. I, mm. think, I think the whole concept of central government feeds the uh, corruption. It feeds the corruption. But talking <laughs> of Ukraine... <coughs> See how I brought that in? It's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> Austria, Hungary agree on not sending weapons to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So according to Euractiv, Austria and Hungary agree on not sending weapons to Ukraine. Hungary Defence Minister Christo Slay mm -hmm. and Bulskovic mm -hmm. sat at a meeting with his Australian counterpart Cla Claudia Tanner in Budapest on Monday with both sides stressing their close cooperation. Austria and Hungary... Austria and Hungary's position regarding the war in Ukraine is clear as both countries are not sending weapons to the conflict area t to prevent further escalation. Uh, they would be on the side of peace with Austria being military neutral. Slay um, Bobratic Sea stressed while providing humanitarian aid to war refugees. Close cooperation would be the most important as we live in a time of danger, he said. According to Tanner, the greatest danger is that the war could spread to Europe, which would not only be a matter of conventional war, but interplay with hybrid warfare and increase in migration in general. The effects are not only enormously felt in Austria, but also Hungary. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, qu that's quite big that they're doing that because you're seeing countries now fall because we have an economic crisis in France, you know, countries all around Europe, the sanctions, it's a debate whether they're working or not. We're sending arms to 
y- Ukraine and Putin has, you know, he, he does keep on saying these are signs of war. Uh, again, at what point, because we, we spoke about this so many times, at what point are we in World War Three? You had the US and many countries sending tanks over and NATO's now saying like they're going to intervene even more. Like, we're funding World War Three, and when someone does launch a nuke, no one can say this is surprising. We need to de-escalate. And Zelensky recently said that he doesn't even want to talk about peace with Putin. So it's like, are we just going to keep on funding this war? People are going to keep dying and nothing's going to happen. What What's the solution? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. This is a... Um, you, you've, put me, you've put me on the spot here because um, I know we disagree on this. Um, and obviously that's a good thing. I think disagreement is, is, is important because mm. we try and find the truth you know, within the opposing views, and that's always the way that democracy was supposed to have worked, but it doesn't work anymore. You're, you asked me about Third World War Three. Okay, I have a, a slightly alternative view on this, as you can imagine. Um, it's interesting that Austria and Hungary, which were the Austro-Hungarian rem- Empire, one of the biggest European empires at the turn of the century, okay, um, it's one of the causes, the breakup, of the, I think, is one of the causes of the First World War, Um um now they've always had an axis of power in that in that region they're very economically powerful countries hungary and and austria hungary has always been an alternative thinking country as as we found you know during the where i don't think they enforced it as much austria did enforce it but the hungarians have never played ball and it's very interesting how they are not sending arms to ukraine because so far as they can see it's it's a lost cause, okay. Um, if the Russians go in, they will hammer it, and they will take it out. Now, there is reason for them to do it. Putin has been saying for about ten years, "Do not cross the boundary. Do not. These are red lines. Do not cross them." You know, how would you like me putting uh, military? installations in the Isle of Wight, for example, you know, I'm just saying that because that's the proximity that they're moving in. Um, at the moment, what I what I hear is that the majority of fighting people, the significant majority of fighting people in the Ukraine were Polish mercenaries. And they were being run by Ukrainian officers and they were getting absolutely massacred by the Russians. Wait, are you talking about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, you think majority of them... There's a large contingent of Polish mercenaries I think a lot. Fighting. I think majority of... Ukraine? Yeah. They're they're press ganged into it as well. And I've got a video of people being press ganged into it as well. And this is by a lady who's who's an independent journalist out there. I'll I'll put you a link to to her. (coughs) Okay. So so you've got a very uh, asymmetric situation in in Ukraine. Okay. It's not simple. It's it's highly charged and there's political interest and they're all, you know, trying to make the Ukraine into this holy war against the Russians. Um, they always do that when, when the political powers want us to support them. What's happening is that support is falling away. People are seeing through the bullshit. Austria and Hungary clearly have seen through the bullshit and have pulled away I from it. I don't think it's them seeing through the bullshit in the sense that <coughs> they don't... <coughs> I'm coughing so much. They don't want to fund World War Three because they don't want to be on the receiving end. And also they're looking at their political interest based on how... <coughs> on, how <coughs> on how the war's actually going. 
So, like, I think we should stop sending arms to Ukraine because we're funding World War Three. Of course we are. We shouldn't be involved in this. This has nothing to do with us. No, I think we should we're be involved. Only... We just shouldn't fund... We're only like... involved because Biden and and the <coughs> corrupt Democratic Party are trying oh. to get us to... to um, um, uh, fight to, to fight their war for us okay we should never be involved in this it's got nothing to do with us it, it's putin and the ukraine let them sort it out I, that's the way i look at it going back to world war three there's an interesting situation here this is again conjecture okay this is just me saying information i know i can only base what i say on what i know back in uh 2018 2019 uh there was a massive um attack cyber attack on the u.s um it infrastructure government it infrastructure a company called solar winds okay look it up look it up um i remember it because i was shocked solar winds is like managed all the it infrastructure for the american government there was a massive cyber attack and they found out that cyber attack came from russia and for years the patches you know, when you have an IT system, you put patches to upgrade things. And all those patches and upgrades had been infiltrated by the Russian IT. OK, it's interesting that also, you know, it was around that time, I think, that um, um, that defector, uh, the CIA, the Edward, Snowden. Edward Snowden, went across. So it's quite interesting. So we know that even the Americans' nuclear arsenal was compromised. The IT system ran that as well. That was compromised. Um, so you implying that? L- let me finish. Let me finish. <coughs> let me finish my train of thought, and then then you'll see where I'm going with this. So um, we've also now, and this is just my this is look theory. This is just theory. Okay, I'm not saying this is actually happening. We also have a situation where we have some advanced warships that have recently come out. Okay, um, the Prince of Wales aircraft carrier, the propeller fell off. When <laughs> in the Solent. Wow. Okay. And then when they took it up to Scotland, they realised they can't fix it. There's some, they've got to wait for something to be manufactured. So it had to be brought back. Um, from what I can understand, our fighting capability is significantly reduced. NATO is screwed. Okay. NATO does not have the fighting capability of Russia. Russia has new weapons. They've developed these new hypersonic weapons. Okay, which can which the NATO don't have any response to. They don't have a response to these hyper hypersonic weapons. Okay, so we've also got a situation, and I have friends who work in the military. Okay, all I will say, and I don't want to divulge too much. All I will say is, from interesting conversations, I've discovered that a lot of our critical machinery, which is IT electronically, you know, um, IT based is going wrong very wrong what ours ours okay we're having major problems we also don't have a fit for purpose fighting machine anymore because they're more interested in identity politics (laughs) and i'm not joking i'm not joking the collingwood um have you seen the state of those barracks you've seen how disgusting they are okay so the head of collingwood uh is more interested in uh, hms collingwood and some of the other places they're more interested in identity politics and actually fixing the problem and uh, off morale with their troops so they've now got a situation where they their identity politics has identity politics has overtaken the requirement to equip and create uh, uh, a, a useful fighting force in britain it's gone 
anyway bottom line is we're not going to we're not going to go we're not going to have a third world war in order to have a third world war we've got to be able to fight them you know, yeah, but he used to, he used to say that one, what, like, why are you praising Russia's military so much when the US has a phenomenal force? It, the, the, for the reasons the that US I'm would destroy Russia no, on a hot war. Absolutely I, not. I think they would, no. based on nukes, their technology, their military spending. Okay, so so again, n- nuclear the, weapons, nuclear weapons. Okay, mm. when when were nuclear weapons used? Well, years ago. Okay, have you ever seen nuclear weapons used since then? No. Okay, so but if we base it off history, right? The US are the only people who have used nukes. Yes, right. They successfully use them. Russia have practiced them, and famously, their technology is super old and crooked. It's not. So, so it's not. Right, it might not be now, but based on technology, if the US was up, th- was doing well years ago. Do you think they're ahead of okay. Russia you, now when no, they were doing this, bad this before? Is, this, this, you're, you're, you're believing the rhetoric. <coughs> you're believing. You're believing the propaganda. But I don't understand. Why is there this weird okay. praise for Russia? I don't... Uh, because, the, because okay, little simple thing. When, when, when the Americans went to space, they spent millions developing a pen that could write in space. The Russians took pencils. <laughs> okay, they're just very pragmatic. <laughs> they're very pragmatic people. Um, a friend of mine who's um, uh, a naval engineer was saying to me about how the Russians have probably some of the greatest mathematicians, greatest mathematical minds, and their submarines are far, can travel faster and deeper than ours. Okay. You, when you say ours, you're talking about US U, U, UK. UK and US. Okay. I've because what we've done is we've, 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 we don't have those levels of mathematicians that they have. And we, we're, we're, everything is, is computerized now. So we run everything Yeah, but on what's here. this based on? It's based on conversations that I have with people. I, I, I think these are broad brushes, though. Mathematicians, like... No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you is that there, the 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 mathematics. He, I can I can get him to explain it to you. He explained it to me. The calculations in order to make hulls that could, that could, uh, withstand significant higher pressures at deeper level ocean levels, they were able to calculate this better than we could, and therefore they manufactured them. Do not think that the Russians are just backward they're not they've invested heavily in new technology the americans have relied on 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 their technology and it's not as good the aircraft that are supposed to be operating off the decks of our aircraft carriers are useless utterly useless now i have got a lot of friends who are in ex-military you know so we have conversations and this is what i'm getting from them these are people who are saying to me we can't fight a war but what, right, what, what do you say about the person who's in the military who says, oh, yeah, the US has far greater capability when it comes to the air, when it comes to the sea. What do you say to that American commando who says that? Bullshit. Why? Because it's not true. How? It's absolutely not true. They've, they don't have that fighting capability they used to have. Back in the 60s and 70s, maybe, maybe even in the 80s, but 90s and now, they don't have it. They don't have it. Absolutely not. So one thing I will say is that um, going back to the nuclear situation, um, again, remember I said, you know, if we pe- if people live in fear, then they're easy to control. Wait, just I just got wait. So okay. this is this is just a little stick on on the ground tubes. And the Russians are well in control. Right. There. So right. So air power. So this is from a military website. Combat capable craft. Russia one thousand one hundred seventy two. The US one thousand five hundred and seventy four. Bomber craft. Right. Yeah. Russia outdo bomber craft, attacked helicopters. Russia has 399, while the US has 740. 
So you know that, like okay, but do you know a lot of their equipment is is not is is EMP proofed? Ours isn't. Which what does EMP stand for? Uh, electromagnetic pulse. So <coughs> I'm <coughs> such a noob here, but what does that mean? Okay, um, an electromagnetic pulse often occurs at, at the point of a nuclear explosion, but it can be it can be created in other ways. It fries all electrical equipment. Okay. Another thing was that when they were developing their aircraft, they weren't using transistors. They were using <coughs> old-fashioned... Um, You're talking about the US? No, the, the, the Russians. Right. The Russians have always thought differently to the, to the US. I, I see. It just seems like you're idolising Russia. I, I, I have to say that when you've got an, an economy that's going to be our economy at the moment, okay, and Putin has, from what I can understand, attached the ruble to gold. So all I'm saying is that we live in a world at the moment that is utterly corrupt. It is all about trying to make as much money. And, you know, we're in the final death throes of this civilization. And I think I'm looking forward to whatever's coming because I think people are beginning to wake up and realize that <coughs> there is a better life, a better way to life. Remember, we started on the whole thing about success. Mm. And I remember uh, we didn't, we, we, we cut out that little bit because mm. I, because you forgot to press the record button. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to say was that years ago, and I just going back to the success thing because it undermines basically everything that we've been taught to do, you know, to be successful. And I remember going, I was a dark time in my life when I was getting counselling from the prior at Alton Abbey. It was amazing. And what a what a wise gentleman. It's like sitting at the feet of Jesus, really. And um, <laughs> Hell of a compliment there. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, I, he was amazing. Wow. He really was. He totally, he just just deep down love and wisdom you know wow it was just and he said to me he said you know what's your greatest regret and I said that I've not been more successful uh, and he said what do you mean by that and I said well you know I, I wish I'd been more successful in my in my business and I I had a bigger house had a bigger car was able to look after my family in a in a way that I had more wealth etc the usual kind of things that a lot of people would attribute being successful to and he looked at me and he said to me he said probably some of the wise he said, it blew me away. He said, um, "I don't want you to use. I don't want you to use that word anymore." I said, "What word?" He said, "Success." I don't like that word. Don't use it. I said, well, "What should I use?" He said, "How about fulfillment?" And I thought, "Wow, wow, damn, wow!" <coughs> so if you're fulfilled in life, mm. you feel complete, and it's nothing to do with accrual of wealth. You know, it's about that self-satisfaction, being satisfied. And what did I say earlier on about, you know, um, luxury being debt, contentment being wealth? So I think what I'm trying to say is that, you know, maybe what's happening in the world at the moment, these strikes, although they're striking for more money, you know, I'm just wondering, they're probably striking <coughs> for more money because of the, <coughs> the cost of living has gone up so much, yeah. you know. And, and, and also, to feed their families. And to feed their families. And I haven't got a problem with that. And... Like I said, I think there needs to be a root and branch change. And I think, you know, we have enough food to feed ourselves in this world. You know, we really can. If we, were, if we were, weren't governed by, by 1% of people who own 90%, you know, that's a big disproportion. That really is. 1% only 90%. And that's, that's the figures. You know, it's the 90% that own 10%. I mean, I'm a big capitalist. <laughs> You're a capitalist? Mm-hmm. I think I was a capitalist and now I'm an anarchist. And you know what, anarchist, I'm not talking about running in the street, throwing Molotov cocktails, destroying everything. I'm talking about being responsible for yourself mm. and, you know, loving others as you <coughs> would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
living a life without a monarchy or any mm. other archy. And anarchy means everybody looking after themselves. That's what it means. Amen. I think that's powerful words. And I, I have been feeling the fulfillment a lot recently because I've been grinding on this podcast for like 50, 58 weeks, mm. nonstop, every week. For the last 58 weeks, I've committed my life to this. And it's been incredible. And the other day, I got an email from a listener and I just want to read it here. So shout out to this guy who reached out. Made my day so much. Um... I'll just try to find it. Oh my goodness. How okay. The only time I need to find it, and I can't because I've been uploading so much. Um, uh, <coughs> hopefully, I don't go on another coughing spree. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I should mention his name either. Do you think I should? No, then keep him, keep him anonymous. I think the, the content will be more powerful. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, well. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. How can I not find it? Oh my. How can I not... All right, here it is. All right, so he said, Greetings, Reg. Hope you are doing well and this email reaches you. I'm a recent viewer of your content. Actually, to put it plainly, I've binged almost the entirety of your videos the last few months in a single setting. Really refreshing to see someone seated so firmly in the middle, both literally and figuratively of tough conversations, specifically in the way you are able to navigate the dialogue between guests in such a free-flowing and naturalistic fashion, really struck a chord for me. In some sense, as a young person who feels increasingly politically homeless, or I suppose radically centrist, I didn't realise I needed your content until I stumbled upon it. So firstly and foremostly, thank you for all you do. I and many others appreciate your work. Wow. That, oh, mate, thank well you so done. much. And if well you're listening done. to this, really do appreciate you. Like, yeah. thank you so much. That made me so happy. Mm. And like, people will listen to this episode. We've, we've gone back and forth on a lot here, but mm. I think people will really appreciate the difference of opinion. It's yeah, about having absolutely. these conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, having these difficult conversations, people you disagree with, that's what you've got to do. Mm. You mm. can't just jerk each other off with your opinions. Yeah, yeah but al- but also it's to do it. You know, and I always try and end on this. You know, it's about ultimately it's about love. Mm. Um, you know, and it's about trying if we can f- if we can feel love for each other in a way that we treat each other kindly and with respect, and we give each other the space to have our own thinking. You know, the point the problem is when people try and control you because of their thinking. That's where the problem comes. You know, I'm not trying to control anybody. I'm just telling you, this is how I think. This is how I see the world. This is my worldview. You're very welcome to disagree with me. And, you know, please feel free to disagree with me. But what we'll find as time moves forward is that one or other of us will be proven right. Mm. And that's what tends to happen. The journey of life or, or, or society goes down that route. And then you look back and you think, oh, <coughs> you know, Steve was right or... Actually, you know, I got that completely wrong, mm. and 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 Rory was totally totally right. So, um, you know, it's important because I I pray every every day, and I ask God to give me the wisdom to know the truth. Okay, so you know, I ask anybody, I ask everybody to forgive me if I've got it wrong. But all I'm trying to do is to navigate the truth in probably the most bizarrest time anybody has ever lived. Okay, we've got technology, internet, you know, memes, uh, Telegram, WhatsApp, Mm. Facebook. We've got YouTube. We've got everything bombarding us with the most enormous amount of information. And how do you navigate through that? How? I mean, I feel really sorry for you kids. 
you know, growing up in this because it's it's enough to send you round the bend. So all I ask you is to walk the middle path. You know, it's my partner said to me, she's so wise. She said, you know, walk the middle path, try and stay. I would recommend that you stay in line with God's will, what you know is right. Mm. You know, keep the commandments, keep walking in the straight, in the middle path and just contemplate what's coming at you and stand up for what you think's right correct yeah. correct and and but stand up for others and make love the source mm. of whatever you do don't do it out of hate don't mm. do it out of anger don't do it out of greed do it out of love if everybody did if everybody's actions came from a place of love i think we won't have half the problems we have in the world definitely 100% mm. and like <clears throat> and the movement that's forming here the past seven days, more growth than the past 10 months. Like, mm. I'm seeing a community build. I'm seeing regular people come, regular people listen. Mm. I'm seeing something big growing here. And I'm actually changing my name. I don't know if I should reveal <coughs> the name. Should I? I don't know. Is I'm it not, Ruh? No. Like, yeah. Like, Ruh. <laughs> <coughs> I think you should be, I think you should change your name from Rory to Ruh. <laughs> nah, it's... <laughs> It's a good name. Or a symbol. How about a symbol? You yeah. Know, make a, like, no, I do. I do actually, I know exactly what I'm going to call it. And the whole philosophy around it is, it's don't put me in a box of my opinion. That's okay. the whole philosophy around the logo. Good, good. And I'm really excited to launch it because it's going to mean a lot of people are going to be enticed because right now, you know, I've got the flag. I've got the England flag. If I think some people get put off, don't subscribe, don't listen because I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah. You know, and when I change the branding, a lot of people are going to start flooding in because they're going to think, oh, you know, this guy isn't in a box. He doesn't think, he doesn't, he, he's like, there's some things I agree with you on certain issues or something people listen who I agree with on certain things. But there's also loads of things where I completely disagree with my whole audience altogether on. Mm. And the fact that people can sit there and listen to me, even though they despise my opinions, that's what it's about. That's what I want to create. Brilliant. I don't Brilliant. want an audience Brilliant. that goes, oh yeah, you're so right. I want an audience that's like, no, you're wrong because of this. That's what I want. You see, the problem we've got in society is that we are in silos and we're silo thinking. What I mean is then we're, we're in our own little boxes, okay? And we only meet... I was talking to a friend of mine. So lefties tend to hang around with lefties. Mm. And so they, they, they only tell each other what lefties want to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and likewise, capitalists and, and right-wing people will do the same. Mm. What we do need and what a lot of us are not finding is that ability to speak to people and gather people's views. And I really respect Rory's views. I really respect Rory when he comes back at me <laughs> and challenges at me. You've got every right to do that. Mm. I will stand firm and I'll fight back. I don't want to use the word fight. It's not fighting, <laughs> but I will argue back. That's that's called debate. Mm. Okay. And I remember when, when I was at school, we used to have the debating society. I always used to talk about having a mass debate, but that's another story. Wow, maths debate. Mass, a mass oh, debate. right. That was a Wait, joke, maths. Rory, don't worry. <laughs> I, I Some of you will get it. I thought Some you said maths, it. maths debate, and I was no, like, no, what no. about numbers? They, 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 no, a, maths, a, a mass group, a mass debate, right, a mass right. debate of people. I must move forward. <laughs> Sorry, I keep using that word. All right, that was really childish. Okay, that was a bit of a joke. Okay, go back to what I was saying. Um, to have a debate about things is really important mm. and to be able to debate and you know debating is about rhetoric as well but i'm not too sure i think the problem when rhetoric is used in a debate when i'm what i mean by rhetoric is when you have someone who's an eloquent speaker 
Look at Obama, for example. Very eloquent, very mm. cogent, you know, but probably, <coughs> in my opinion, one of the most evil men on the planet. Bombed, like, records amount. Ran out of bombs. They bombed so many people. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know, that man was <coughs> utterly mm. rotten to the core. Mm. And so one of the problems we've got in our society is that we lift people up because of their ability to speak, their rhetoric, their eloquence. And the problem, you know, and I've mentioned this before, I think it was in, in, in the film Ex Exodus, there's a point where... Uh, I think Pharaoh says to him, isn't it strange that those best able to um, gain power are the least qualified to to wield it? Oh. Okay. Mm. And I think that's part of the problem. Those who want power are the exact people who shouldn't have it. Mm. You know, and we need to move to a government system, you know, where the people who are in charge are the ones who don't want to be in charge. Mm. You know, they do it because it's a civil duty. They're mm. called on to do it. You're going to do it, and you're going to do it for three years. That's it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And and they like the ones, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this. And also, they're not allowed to have any benefits out of it. They do it because it's a civil duty. It's like jury service. I think, you know, people should be selected. They People shouldn't be selected on the basis of them saying, oh, vote for me, vote for me. Because that's exactly <clears throat> the problem we've got. Because the type <clears throat> of people, as I've said, are narcissistic psychopaths who want to be those people. You know, and once they're in that power, what do they do? Well, they've set up companies like Rishi Sunak did and to make millions. And, yeah. you know, this is what happens. This is where the corruption is. And we're letting it happen. Things, we are it letting is quite these people different. Happen. It's difficult to counter corruption properly, I think. You know, it's greed, isn't it? Like mm. I said, it, you know, when, and, and when people, why is it greed? It's selfishness. Where does greed come from? Selfishness. It's me, mm. me, me, me. I, I want everything, mm. you know, and, and that's, that's the problem. So that's why love is about, you know, um, altruism, thinking of other people being altruistic, mm. wanting to Best thing you want can the do. better for others. Yeah. yeah. Best thing you can do with your life, you know, new year, new you, be kind, don't be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Famous words love by it. Rory Jacobs. Though. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Rory Jacobs. Brilliant. Um, We've gone, <clears throat> we've gone into a lot. We didn't go into everything, but I think we covered a lot to do with like the energy crisis anyway. Mm. The broader sense of the strikes, what it means, what's actually happening. But yeah, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank I you for how this me. is going to do. Because this is the first time a lot of new people will listen to this. Okay, good. So, well, I hope I haven't been too contentious. Yeah. but And I do. I hope mm. I have been contentious. I hope I've made you think. Mm. And I hope that you will also start to do the research. You know, look, if I'm wrong, feel free to tell me I'm wrong and mm. show me I'm wrong, but do the research. Um, mm. I'm not infallible. I can get it wrong, but all I want to do is to stimulate that conversation. And I think, you know, I'm just hoping your generation is going to make a better job of what's happening at the moment. Mm. And, you know, you'll build a better world. And like I said to you, it really needs to be based on love, altruism, caring about other people. If you put other people before yourself, you know, you can't go wrong. Mm. You can't go wrong. So We've got the complete opposite going on. We've got people depressed <sighs> and uh, well, depressed, anxious mm. and wanting <coughs> and wanting, you know, everything for themselves. A lot of wanting... selfish people like getting a bit deeper. I was I spoke to this person, right, for a while and it really pissed me off. I like I was speaking to him a long time like not that long actually, but like I thought it was going really well and then one day they just didn't respond. And mm. I got I really was like, For fuck's sake, just you know, if I was annoying or you did like not just say that yeah it was just it was a bother and to this day i think about that because it's like um and i thought it was going really well and stuff and i even envisioned stuff in the future and it was just the simple act of just being like you know i'm not interested or things like that it goes a long way and i would do the same even if i wasn't interested at all i'd say oh i'm sorry i'm not interested but the little Silence. things like that it, it, it's yeah. annoying it really it, it, is it's very rude as well um yeah i was, I was <laughs> and i was thinking like surely just little things like that they don't like even if you're busy you've got a rough day just 
what, two second text, boom, mm. job done. And there's also a lot of people struggling out there and you send them like a little message in general and it can, it'll just give them that tiny little spark to keep going. Like mm. there could be someone in your life who's on the brink of murdering themselves because they hate, they're in that much pain and suffering and because you text them, um, keep going, mm. they're like, holy shit someone does care someone about does me. care someone yeah. does care and you'll find a lot of people do care actually i think the human spirit is that you know the vast majority of us do you know we give a shit we do care about people and if you see someone in difficulty you you want to help them mm. and i think that's that's how we all feel as only very few as a minority of people who won't do that and who are only out out for it for themselves well i think my generation growing up i mean if someone was about to kill themselves, they I, I generally think so many people my age wouldn't step in. But there was a great scene in London Bridge yep. the other day. Mm. Guy was about to jump off and everyone grabbed him and stuff. And like, I think, yeah, there needs to be a real co- a more culture in my... Because people my age, there's no cultural cohesion. I think a completely different reality to someone else. And I've had people who I've spoke to who... From, I get, this is another thing. I've spoke to multiple people and then... They ask me about my political beefs and who I work for, and then that's it. Mm. I've had so many people who I've spoke to for a while who, because of certain things, like I haven't been able to have a relationship because of my political beliefs. And it's like, yes, you can disagree with me. That's good. I want someone who challenges me. Mm. And it's <coughs> it's quite sad. And like there was a person I was speaking to recently who she asked me, and I I generally didn't want to say. It. I said. I'm not, and she really pushed it. So I did tell her, and didn't go great. And to be fair, we we stopped talking now. And I do think, in some respects, because it was soon after, maybe that was the reason. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I was just being a cunt. I don't know. But <laughs> it's so sad. Like I meet people, and it's going great, and then my political beliefs, it's over. Oh, it's oh I, I remember years ago when I was single, I was on a dating site, and um, uh, I got chatting to this lady, and. Uh, we were talking for ages and she got on really well. She said she was paying me compliments saying what a lovely person I was and how nice she thought I would be, how she'd like to meet up with me. And then she said, um, she said, the one thing is I've, the one thing I will never do is I'll never kiss a Tory oh. or something like that. And she said, and I said, oh, really? Why? She said, because they're horrid, evil kind of people. So I said, well, I'm a Tory. Uh, <laughs> what she did she like, say? She went quiet. She went, what, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm a Tory. So you don't sound like one. I said, well, what does a Tory sound yeah, like? Then? Oh my and God, so it was, it was Satan, so it? embarrassing. It was like, it was just such a sort of ignorant sort of mm. way of thinking. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of people like that, you know, yeah. they, they've made their mind up. They, and, and, and it's just stupid little terms mm. like that, you know, never kiss a Tory or never, you know, oh, it's just pathetic. And, mm. and to be honest, you know, Rory, I think we've moved away from left and right now. You know, I think the world has has turned, and I now think it's anti-vax, and well, now it's well, it's not anti-vax. It, it, well, it was, you know, um, um, uh, uh, globalite, um, globalists, globalists versus localists. You know, mm. if, for want of a better term, and I think that's more the way things are going. But um, you know, I think there's going to be a few more little changes uh, mm. as we move forward. But a friend of mine said to me, he can't. He he's always voted Tory. Okay. And now he doesn't even know, he doesn't even want to vote. And I think the vast majority of people are at that place. I mean, I'm hearing rumours that there's going to be a massive march onto London. I've heard this from a couple of people that at the coronation, there's going to be like this absolutely massive march, march, because people are fed up, Mm. you know, and, and, you know, a king standing up there who is, you know, um, 
in in some respects morally corrupt you know he's meant to be there as a, as a figurehead of someone of good behavior mm. but the monarchy and, funded a lawsuit against prince andrew the nonce and so you know we've got someone who's pertaining to be you know i was at I'm going to Twickenham, by the way, this weekend. Wow. So, nice. uh, yeah, I know. Big so I, I was lucky. I went to four matches last time. Really? And the one thing, I have, you know, ex-army, <coughs> Tory, royalist, mm. took great pride in singing the national anthem. I can't sing it anymore. It really? literally sticks in my throat. I go and get a beer while it's going on. Wow. I just can't do it. I can't do it. And, you know, send him, you know, noble and victorious. Really? Mm. What, him? Sorry, you know, I, I'm just not, I'm not there with that. So anyway, I think, I think there has to be, I think this is my belief. I think there has to be some sort of root and branch change in Britain. I think it's coming. The number of people I speak to who just say, we've had enough. This is, we've got to stop this. This, this can't carry on. Um, and the other thing is we've got to be very careful that we don't follow the wrong leaders. Mm. So stop following leaders, you know. Mm. Um, like I said in one of my, one of my talks that I gave, you know, when the birds decide to uh migrate they don't wait for jim over in the corner to stand up and say oi come on let's go south mm, you know yeah. it it happens automatically that's so, a good point yeah. so when the environment is such and we're ready for to move it'll happen mm, well said and yeah it's like i like get people in your life who challenge you like i don't want someone who's not going to challenge me that's yeah. like that's another thing I don't get. People think that if they disagree with me, automatically they're mm. this. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, it's, so in the future, when I talk to people, I'm literally almost not going to say who I work for, mm. what I do, because it's just like not worth it. But also don't ever be scared to admit you're wrong. Mm. You know, don't ever be scared. If you've, if you've got it wrong, put your hands up. I got mm. it wrong. I'm really sorry. You know, um, it, it doesn't make any less of you. You, you got it wrong. You're showing your mm. humanity. Uh, and always say, always be prepared to say sorry. You mm. know, I'm sorry I got it wrong. Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. People yeah. look at it as a weakness nowadays. Being yourself. And like, there's a, there's a lot of times where I, before I did openly say, I do this podcast and shit like that. And people would often, yeah, then just not stop talking to me. Um, which is shit but then I thought you know if someone's that narrow-minded they're that close-minded they can't even handle a different opinion do you even want to build anything with them well yeah. the, if you haven't it's about mental capacity isn't it mm. you know it's about your ability to think critically and some people don't have that ability um, they're very close-minded and I feel sorry for them a little bit you know because they live in little they're like little worms living in a hole. Um, they don't really look at the world in any other way. They'll only accept what they want to believe and they'll believe it that way. Um, it's very sad. Uh, don't be like that. Don't don't be a troglodyte, you know. Open your mind. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> don't Do, live in a hole. Yeah, don't live in that tiny hole. And also, yeah. it's also about growing together, isn't it? Mm. So it's like, if you think a certain thing, don't... Like, I'm, pro I'm projected big time here, but like, if you... If you disagree with someone, it's about growing together, I think, rather than you going in with your beliefs, you're trying to prove each other's right. That's the difference between people, narcissists, I think, people who want to be right mm. all the time, so they're arguing why they're right, and people who want to grow and mm. learn. That's yeah. that's the kind of... It doesn't matter if you're left or right. If you want to grow, that's the difference. Yeah. You see, it's very interesting, actually, because I was looking <coughs> at that, the educational system, and the educational system that we have at the moment... I want to homeschool. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but it, what it does, mm. it tries to make everybody an expert. Now, an expert means that you're very narrow-minded. You have a very narrow field to be an expert. You know, in in ant poo, for example. <laughs> you know, you might be an expert in in sort of you know the pooing habits of ants. I don't know. I'm just making something up. Well, sick. Um, you know, but in the old days, I think the aim was to be a polymath 
to have broad knowledge and wisdom nuance you know uh, yeah to be able to take in and scope you know a, a really amazing and knowledge of a lot of things and and what's happened is instead it's become very sense you know um, small minded set well very sort of microscopic you know it's almost um, you you should only specialize in this area so i've always wanted to be a polymath i've always liked having a broad sense of knowledge a good understanding on a broad broad range of subjects and i and you know just want to finish off with saying that you know the bible exhorts us to try and seek wisdom you know wisdom is is the greatest gift and it comes from you know being in that place where you're prepared to learn and mm. opening yourself up and actually i think wisdom comes from god and if you want to try and get an understanding of it I, as i've said before read the psalms read the, read the proverbs don't need the rest of the Bible. Or listen to one day, that. one day on YouTube. Or one day, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But wisdom and a crave, ask ask for wisdom because without wisdom, you can't use your knowledge. Mm. Yeah, knowledge is how to use a gun. Wisdom is when to use it. Yeah. You know, that's, the, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, Listen. Really do appreciate you all. <coughs> that's a long as fuck outro. <laughs> Gotta keep off. <coughs> but yeah, really appreciate you all. Um, buy more equipment soon, upgrading things. Uh, make sure to give this the five stars if you are watching on uh, Spotify. Give it a five stars if you listen on Apple. Like, subscribe on Rumble, BitChute. And also, we're, we're banging our content up on Odyssey very soon. So mm. stay tuned for Odyssey. Hopefully, we can cap- captivate a new audience there. And appreciate all the growth on Rumble and BitChute. And also, share with a friend, someone who wants to hear these conversations, who's in that bubble, who this could really open their doors, open their ears mean a lot but yeah fucking love you all steve any last words where can people catch you all the good stuff yeah just watch out i'll be doing uh some um new stuff which i talked to uh, oh, yeah. rory about i'll be uh i'm a, I'm a food fanatic i love food so love look out for serendipity steve coming Oof. your way soon <laughs> yeah definitely i'll <laughs> i'll push a link out once you do that because yeah, people yeah. will love that yeah yeah i'll, I'll be, like, oh, I'll be chatting cooking. and cooking and um yeah so that'll be we'll great goes. Yeah. yeah definitely but yeah thank you so much for, for listening Next week, Thursday, 6 o'clock, you know the drill. Got a lot of interesting episodes coming. Did a very interesting episode with a mum on homeschooling recently. So I'm looking forward to putting that out. And also an interesting one in the studio with some people about politics. Don't know when I'll release that. But yeah, fucking love you all. Drop a like, please subscribe. Keep kind, keep good. Keep keep to your goals, keep going. And yeah, it's a bye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Peace. Woo! <laughs>